0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Kylie Burton joined us this morning, a grazier from Bar and Farmers for Climate Action have selected 20 Australian farmers for a Climate Smart Farming Scholarship valued at more than $3,000. Now, the successful applicants were chosen from a field of 200 farmers, with Farmers for Climate Action receiving record number of applications. And Kylie Burton was one of those winners and she joined us this morning. Kylie, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Ben. Great to be here. Congratulations, firstly. Um, And to be honest with you, talking to different people yesterday and the day before, and and we talked with Murray what the Ag Minister, we are environmentalists in the agricultural industry and we are fully aware of um, the climate and climate action and what needs to happen. It's just being able to sell that story to the metropolitan area so they don't take us as vandals. But can you just talk to us about, firstly how you came about applying for this scholarship and, and how happy you are to be obviously uh, taking this money and obviously what you're going to do with it.
1: Well, thanks, Ben. And, yes, I think um, what I, what we did was um, here at Salton Creek, we went through a fairly extreme drought and had to destock in 2018. And, of course, after a a drought like that, um, you sort of worry about how your pasture might recover and if it will recover. And so what um, we did was went out and thought, okay, well, we need to find more out about the rangeland pasture that we're living and working on and how do we move forward to become a sustainable and profitable business producing red meat in this area. And we started to look for ideas, farmers for climate action, um were very much about influencing those really good climate policies and looking for sustainability for our future and the opportunity. So, you know, um, they've developed this professional development pack- package in the Climate Smart Farming Scholarship that allows us to actually look for those pragmatic solutions to what is a really complex issue. And so it's offering me as one farmer amongst, a few to look at how we can reduce our c- carbon footprint and, um, you know, that's being led by some fairly key players within the expertise of climate and um, I'm really excited to get underway with it.
0: Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it, it really was one of those things and, and I completely understand what you're saying about just the enormity of the drought and in your neck of the woods it was just horrific and, and no one – could see or believe the longevity of it and so when you look at trying to change your practices coming out of that it's a long road because you obviously need to let pastures regenerate you obviously need to 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 uh, hold up paddocks and tie up paddocks, as well as in the process, you've got to be able to survive um, from a financial yep. perspective. So <laughs> it, it it's a it's that's a real totally juggle it's a real juggle act, and and everybody can say, oh, we'll just lock up you know five thousand acres, and you go, well, okay, well that's great for two years, but we haven't earned any money off those paddocks for two years, and then we've got to have another two years, and then, but if in some ways in the small steps you can do it. Are you seeing now the benefits of some of that change of what you went about? And and it is a hard, hard discussion to have at home at the table. And it's a hard discussion to have when you're having to talk to your bank manager. But can you see some of the benefits of it now of making these huge decisions to change your practices?
1: Absolutely, Ben. And we're, we're seeing it every day on the ground here. We now – so we were 100% beef before the drought and we are now cattle, meat, sheep and goats. And that that change actually meant, you know, having to build some fairly significant infrastructure because cattle fences don't keep goats and sheep. And um, so we've, you know, we've had uh, a fairly big capital outlay to do that, but the environmental rewards from changing fencing from building some sheep and goat infrastructure in terms of yards so that we can put best management practices into place to, you know, like you say, lock up some of those paddocks to make sure that the pasture is recovering. They've been some really positive things that we've seen. And and now here we are after one fairly ordinary season in 21 and now – A fantastic season this year actually seeing the benefits of that. You know, to think that the Mitchell grass we've got back on the ground is extraordinary and, yeah, it's, it's exciting times ahead because every day we're learning something different and we're actually seeing uh, different um, biodiversity happening within the farm too, noticing different birds and lizards that we've not, not seen before coming back in. So, yeah, there's some really exciting things out there happening but in our context we're definitely seeing the benefits of that here on the
0: ground is is it the hardest thing that you've ever done um and but being in in agriculture (laughs) no but no but changing your practice i mean you talk about it i mean it's in your blood the beef industry like i i understand that you know it's absolutely the road that you've always been down so to to then to then go about hey we are we're changing it up and, and a, a lot of people have had to do that it, it's a really a really phenomenal conversation that a lot of families that are traditionally have always been in one practice have literally looked at it and said we are going to change the whole way we do business now this is from a, a climate action action perspective from a grass management from the way that you, you just said you're in meat sheep and goats and, and beef now you've diversified some people took up farming it, it is it is a really scary place to play in when you start.
1: Well, it is, but I think, you know, there was some really, <clears throat> excuse me, some really clear indicators that this was the way we had to move and we had to really understand what it meant it, for the industry to be carbon neutral by 2030. And so it was about digging into that and saying, okay, well, what is the science telling us? Are there better ways that we can operate as a two-person show in the middle of essential Queensland? Like what, yeah, what can we do better? And um, what's the data on our own place telling us? How can we actually – make a profit here and the the goats for example we've got some timbered country and the goats graze so differently to the cattle and we're just seeing the benefits for our woody weeds that the goats are going in and keeping our prickly acacia down and so yeah those conversations are difficult to have but we we have to start having them when the industry's really leading the way here the industry's saying look this is where we're headed so and the market forces around that we, we've got to get on board and we had to sort of go, okay, well, what does that mean in our context? How do we do that? And, yeah, we understand that is a difficult conversation and it's hard to do if you're not informed. And I think that was the opportunity I saw with Farmers for Climate Action. These people were farmers just like us and going out there and, and drawing in the experts to it. So, you know, they've brought the University of Melbourne to my my. The house and um, this through, awesome. through my computer, and yeah, I they've brought this. um, the ANU and those types of people it, to my doorstep basically. Um, and yeah, I'm now learning from the experts, so yeah, and hopefully, I can um, put into practice some of that learning very soon.
0: Kylie, I, I, you winning this is awesome, and I just hope people listening to us this morning across rural Queensland today actually aren't scared to go and apply for it. These kind of um, scholarships are there, and obviously, two hundred farmers applied for this, um, and, and obviously, you receiving one of the being one of those wimp uh, winners um, of one of the twenty Australian farmers. I just think it's phenomenal. Thanks so much for sharing your story this morning. That that really. And I think it will resonate a lot with a lot of people listening today um, that we have to make change. We, we, we all know that now. Um, uh, we've got some really strong targets that have been set and that we all need to buy into it, all of us. Um, and that is the only way forward um, to make a difference. And I think by doing this and by learning and by listening and obviously gaining more knowledge off people who are far smarter than myself and, and others like from different fields – uh, it can only bode well for our industry. Thanks so much for sharing your story this morning.
1: No, thank you, Ben. And, um, yeah, thanks to everyone out there eating Australian red meat. Keep uh, doing it. It's a great product.
0: Bloody, certainly, you're certainly right. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today, Tuesday morning, the 29th of November, across the Resonate Broadcast Network.